hope you're having a great day and thank you for making us a part of your day. Thank you for making us a priority in your day. Welcome to The Quest. It's always good to have you with us, especially if you're checking us out. If you're checking us out, we always encourage people to scan the QR code. That QR code will help answer some of the questions that you might have about who we are as a church. It'll help you to connect to us if that's something that you would like to do. Either way, it's a great privilege to have you with us. We always remind everyone that these talks are available in podcast form, and all you have to do is scan Fresno Quest Church in any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of, and you'll find us there. All right, now before we get into the talk, how about if we open up with a word of prayer, and I don't know if you're capable of closing your eyes. You might be driving, so don't do that. But if you are, just close your eyes with me for a moment, and I want you to contemplate the goodness of God in your life. I want you to contemplate the greatness of God in your life. I want you to Become aware of the wonder of God in your life. That's what this series has been all about. We're in a very busy time of the year. We're in a very busy season of the year. And if we're not careful, this busy season of the year replaces the priority of Christmas. So let's just pray together. Father, we love you so very much and thank you for this day. Father, we just quiet our hearts. We quiet ourselves. We come to you to rest. We come to you to be present with you as you are present with us. Father, I ask today that for those that are discouraged, for those that are hurting, for those that are experiencing difficulties in their lives, I ask that you would help them today. You would give peace and comfort, encouragement, and rest into their souls. Father, that you would encourage them and strengthen them. Father, today we come to you and we just surrender ourselves to you. We want to connect with you at a very deep, meaningful level in our lives. And so I ask that today that you would help us to rearrange our priorities, to intentionally reestablish the priorities of our lives so that you are the priority, not just for this time of the year, but for our entire life. Father, we love you because you first loved us. Open our hearts today. Let us hear with fresh ears, the story of your love for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're wrapping up our series today entitled The Wonder Years, and you might be familiar with the title that reflects the TV series entitled The Wonder Years as well. It's a story about the social and family life of a young kid in the 1960s, when things were not so much as they are today. The story is told from the perspective of a kid, when life was much more simple, It's not that our problems were less, it was that we just handled them differently. We were kids, we didn't carry the problems of this world, they weren't designed to, that was adult stuff. We didn't analyze people and their motives. We understood that people had bad days and so we gave them space and allowed them to have bad days. As a kid, you don't try to understand why people act the way that they do, you don't need to understand. And no matter how bad today was, tomorrow was going to be better. Jesus said in Matthew 18 that we're to come to him as children with simple trust. Listen to how he says it. He says, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return square one and start over like children, you're not even going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again, like a child, will rank high in God's kingdom. What's more, when you see the childlike on my account, it's the same as receiving me. And it's from this perspective of a child that we see an important point that we've been making every week. And I want you to write it down again so that you remember this. And it's this. The wonder of God is experienced in simply trusting God. If you want to experience the wonder of God, it's discovered in simply trusting God. When we trust God as a good father, a loving father, caring father, we can then have absolute confidence that he's going to take care of us. 
If we don't believe that God is good and caring and loving, then where's the confidence that we have that we go to God or that we trust God? It is simply trusting God that allows us to live in the wonder of God. That's what Paul says in Romans when he says this, I pray that the God who gives hope will fill you with much joy and peace while you trust in him. And we know the Christmas story is all about hope and joy and peace. But the culture that we live in refuses to acknowledge the most important element in this Christmas story, in this Christmas season. And it is this, you can write it down. The wonder of God is experienced in the love of God. You can't have the hope of God, the joy of God, the peace of God without the love of God. We can never know the wonder of God until we experience the greatness of God in our lives. And the very essence of the greatness of God is discovered in his personal love for us. Listen to what Paul says it this way. He says, May you be able to feel and understand as all God's children should, how long and wide and deep and how high his love really is, and to experience this love for yourself. The truth is, so many people in the world know that God loves the world, but they refuse to experience his love personally. They refuse to accept the gift, the expression of his love in his son, Jesus. Because love is a verb, God didn't just tell us about his love. He showed us his love. Listen to how it says that in 1 John. It says that God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And this is an important feeling to write down. We can't celebrate God's love for us until we accept God's love to us. It's not just that we can't celebrate his love. It's we won't celebrate God's love for us. If we refuse to accept the expression of his love in his son, Jesus, then we miss his love completely. Listen, the world can only celebrate their own interpretation of what Christmas is. They cannot celebrate God's message of Christmas because God's message of Christmas is about his love for you. And his love for you is in the expression of his son that he sent, Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. God's love for you personally is Jesus. And as we read the Christmas story, we see another important issue that you want to write down, and it's this. God's love for us will always get a response from us. Every character in the Christmas story responded to the love of God. Joseph and Mary obeyed, shepherds spread the word, angels sang. Even Herod responded to God's love. If you remember, King Herod had this meeting with the wise men when he heard that they had traveled for so long to come and worship this newborn king in Bethlehem. The wise men said to Herod, this, they said this way, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. Disturbed is an understatement, right? Matthew 2.16 actually tells us how disturbed he was when it says this. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him, and he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. God's love for us will always get a response from us. But many, like Herod, fall into this category. When we don't want the love of God, our natural response is hatred towards God. Herod didn't think he needed a savior. He didn't want a savior. He couldn't handle the thought of somebody coming that was going to replace his authority. Herod thought that Jesus was coming to replace him, to dethrone him. 
And so what happens when we feel threatened by God, we wage war against God. That's what Herod did. And you can write this point down. We'll always fight God for what we're not willing to give God. I don't know what that looks like in your life. I don't know what you're fighting for or unwilling to give God or holding on to. But there's no reason to be threatened by God. He wants the best for you. But the wise men are not threatened by God. So what is their response to the love of God? Well, it reads this way. The wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy and they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That scripture points out something that's so important in our response to God. When we're exposed to the love of God, and you want to write it down, the wonder of God leads us to worship God. When we allow our heart to be filled with the wonder of God, we respond with worship. When we're in touch with God's greatness and goodness and faithfulness and power, worship becomes our personal expression of God's greatness and God's goodness. It displays how grateful we are for all that God is in our lives. That's what worship does. It expresses the greatness of God. It tells of the greatness of God. Also, when we look at the wonder of God, worship is our response to who God is. Worship is a verb. It's an activity. It's how we respond. Music may connect us to God, but there has to be a response. There has to be an expression that engages us. There are hundreds of scriptures that instruct us and tell us to worship God and also how to worship God. Raising your hands, standing, kneeling, face down to the floor, eyes closed, eyes open. See, encountering the greatness of God, encountering the love of God requires an expression of love to God. And listen, God always meets us where we're at, but he doesn't let us stay there. God will always call us to greater intimacy with him. He wants us to know him better. He wants us to trust him more. So while you might think you're not a great worshiper today, God is definitely leading you to become one. David tells us what our response should be in discovering all that God is in our lives. And it says this, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Worship is your response, your personal response to all that God is in your life. In other words, if God is good, if God is great, if God is powerful, how are you expressing that to him? How are you articulating your gratitude for all that God is in your life? How do you articulate your feelings and your love for God? Well, one way to make sure that we experience the wonder of God during this Christmas is this. We need to make time to worship Jesus. If we're going to make time for God, worship is what we make time to do. This is more than taking time. The season creates a busyness in our lives. We have to make the time. We have to intentionally set time aside to connect with God in worship. Don't miss this. You want to write this down. Worship is the expression of our love to God that turns a holiday into a holy day. The world that we live in, our culture, establishes and defines the holidays that we celebrate. 
And holidays are great. They're all about family and presents and Christmas trees and food and loving others and spending time together. And that's a holiday. And we love that and it's important and it's good. But Christmas is a holy day and a holy day is about connecting with God, experiencing God, encountering God. Listen, the difference between a holiday and a holy day, a holiday is a celebration. A holy day is an encounter. And worship enables us to encounter God. It changes a celebration about God into an encounter with God. When the wise men came, they didn't come for a celebration. They came to encounter Jesus. They said this, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Listen, this wasn't a convenient trip for the wise men, like a day trip. This was a trip from Persia, modern-day Iran, some 900 miles from Bethlehem. So in other words, if you live in Fresno, California, that's like traveling from Fresno to Vancouver, Canada on a camel. That's not convenient. Worship changes why and how we celebrate. The wise men didn't show up for what they could get from God. The wise men showed up for what they could give to God. That's worship. Even today, we're not here for what we can get from God. We're here for what we can give to God. Modern Christianity, especially in America, we put ourselves at the center. And for many people in the back crevices of their mind, they actually believe that God exists for them, for their needs. And I'm not saying that God doesn't care about our needs, but the truth is we exist for God. He created us for himself. Worship is part of the communication in the relationship that you were created for. So why is worship so important? Well, first of all, it's this. It expresses our affection to God. God deserves our time. So we step away and tell him how much we love him, how much he means to us. Worship enables us to engage our hearts. And if our hearts are not engaged, it's just lip service. And God knows the difference. In Isaiah, it says this, that these people make a big show of saying the right thing, but their hearts aren't in it because they act like they are worshiping me, but they don't mean it. This isn't about just the mechanics of getting away with God. The holiday becomes a holy day when we choose to be present with God, to express our love for God from our heart. That's worship. Worship is also important because it focuses our attention on God. In a busy world, in a world full of distractions, we need a greater focus on God. And worship is the act of making God the priority of our lives, the priority of our focus, the priority of our purpose. When everything demands our attention and we intentionally choose to give our attention to God, that becomes a gift of worship to God. Worship is choosing to direct our attention and our focus from the culture that we live in to the God who lives within us. Worship is directing our spirit to look away from the culture and to look to God. That's what God is looking for. Listen to the scripture. But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to encourage you to engage your spirit in worship to God, in a connection with God, in expressing your love to God. Worship is also important because it expresses our wonder of God. To turn a holiday into a holy day, we have to express our awe of God, the wonder that we have of God, our adoration of God, our amazement of who God is and what he's done in our lives. It recognizes and acknowledges that we don't deserve his love for us, and yet he has poured it into our lives anyway. 
because he loves us. In Hebrews it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. If worship doesn't express our wonder of God or our awe of God, then worship becomes what we want from God. And it's no longer about giving something to God. Worship demands that we experience the wonder of God, that we are in touch with the greatness of God and the goodness of God. Just before Jesus left for heaven, he had an encounter with his disciples. And it's pretty telling and it says this, then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, went to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. I mean, we're reading this about the disciples. We're reading this about his followers. And I think what it shows us is just because we claim to be followers of Christ doesn't mean we choose to worship Christ. Worship is a choice. We don't do it because we feel like it. We do it because God deserves it. It also helps us during this season when we recognize just because we celebrate Christmas doesn't mean we worship Christ in Christmas. Worship expresses our wonder of God. Allow your heart and your love and your attention to give the expression of God's goodness and His greatness and His love for you in your life. Make every day a holy day, an encounter with God. So really quick, how do we make a holiday a holy day? What are some action steps that we can take in connecting with God this Christmas? And not just this Christmas, but every day after? Well, first action step is this. We gotta make time to worship God. We gotta seek God out. Like the wise men, they traveled 900 miles to be with Jesus. Schedule some time to be with God in the quiet and consider what God has done for you. Make time, choose schedule time to worship God, not to ask from God, but to give to God. Another action step is this, give your best to God. The wise men came to Jesus with gifts. We make Christmas about gifts to others, and yet we give nothing to Jesus. I'm not trying to be legalistic here, but what does your love for God compel you to give God? Love has to have an expression. What is your expression? What are you giving God? Are you fighting God? Are you holding on to something? and refusing to let go? Or do you live in worship with your hands open? It all belongs to you, Father. Take all of me. This is my expression of love to you. And then one last action step is this, love on God. I'm not trying to make this complex. I'm not trying to make this difficult. Just spend time loving on God. Christmas expresses God's love for you. God wanting relationship with you. Let your time with God and your connection with God be an opportunity to love on God, to thank Him, to tell Him how important He is to you, to speak of His greatness, to refuse to take Him for granted. Close your eyes if you're able. I want to pray with you right now. Listen, the very first response in worshiping God is surrendering our lives to God. And if you have never done that, if you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never accepted God's gift to you in Jesus, today's the day to do that. I want to encourage you to accept Jesus and what he's done for you. He wasn't just born in a manger. He wasn't just born into this world. He was born to die for your sins. And in dying for your sins, he made relationship with the Father possible. How can you not worship a love like that? And yet God has poured his love into our lives. It is just a natural response 
to pour our love back upon him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and you know each one that's listening. You know each of us intimately. And Father, you know those that have never experienced your love in their lives. They never surrendered themselves to you. You know those that have always made Christmas about a holiday, but they've never made it a holy day. They've never encountered you or worshiped you because they had no relationship with you. And today, Father, I ask that as they surrender themselves to you and as they make their lives about you, as they ask you to be the center of their life and the purpose of their life, that Father, you would step in, that you would redefine what their lives look like, that you would reestablish the purpose of why they live. Father, that you would give to them and put within them your love that is greater than anything that they could create on their own. Father, may they experience the power of your gift in Jesus in their lives today. Father, may we all experience that. And today, we ask that you would help us to make this holiday a holy day. And not just this holiday, but Father, that you would make every day in our lives and help us to make every day in our lives a day of encountering you, a day of worshiping you, where we pour our love upon you. As you have loved us, Father, help us to love you in return. May the expression of our hearts, may the expression of our mouths, may the expression of our lifestyle be one that pleases you and speaks of your goodness and speaks of your greatness. Father, for those today that are discouraged, for those today that are hurting, for those today that need your love in their lives, may you fill them again. And Father, today we come to give to you our very best. Father, we come to give to you the gift of ourselves, completely and wholeheartedly, holding nothing back. Father, we are not threatened by you. We are overwhelmed with you. So I ask today that you would accept our worship and our love as pleasing to you. And may it express how much we love you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I just encourage you to start taking those action steps today? Start making time for God. Start making time to spend with God. Start making time to worship God. Start making time to loving on God. If you're not used to doing it, it's going to feel awkward at first. And I'm not asking you that you have to spend an hour. Start with a short amount of time. But as you begin to do it, you'll begin to experience a desire to do it more. Make today a holy day, an encounter with God. I want to thank each and every one of you for all your financial gifts, for watching, for being with us throughout this year. It's been problematic at best with all the stuff that's going on in our world. I want to thank you for your patience with me and editing these videos and putting them and posting them. I look forward to great things happening next year. We're very excited about what is to come, about live streaming these gatherings from our actual church service. So pray with us about that. And also, I just want to encourage you to give towards that. This is an opportunity during Christmas to invest in the kingdom of God as well. And so if you can, I want to encourage you to invest in the kingdom of God at the quest. We believe that God has great things in store for us this year. And those great things require funding. And so I just want to thank you for your faithfulness in providing for the needs of your church. We remind everybody every week, if you need us for anything, feel free to scan the QR code. That QR code will connect you to us. That'll allow us to pray with you. It'll allow you to fill out a connection card. It'll allow you to give online. It'll allow us to have a greater connection. That's why we created it. My prayer is that you have a great Christmas. My prayer is that this is more than a holiday. It's a holy day. My prayer is that you get to communicate and express your love for God and the greatness of God in your life to God. Have a great week 
God's best to you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.